Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Better Food Stories podcast. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff. I hope you're having a fantastic day and are ready to dive into another wonderful episode. Today, I hope you're excited because we're going to be talking all about CBD. This has been a really hot topic in the food and beverage industry. There's been tons of new brands coming out in this space. I have been really interested in this space. I've actually tried CBD beer. Um, I've had the gummies. And I just think that the way that CBD is being used in this space is really interesting. Um, So I was really excited to get the opportunity to interview today's guest. His name is Jim Bailey, and he is the president and CEO of Fivita. And they are the parent company of a CBD beverage company called Okai. And Okai is on a mission to help us restore balance and focus in our daily lives with their line of CBD beverages. In my conversation with Jim, we are talking all about CBD, including its potential benefits, why all CBD is not created equal, the difference between THC and CBD, and some of the legalities around this industry. So if you are interested in purchasing CBD or someone who is interested in starting a food business around this space, this is definitely an episode for you. He also talks about his time working for Red Bull and what Red Bull taught him about great storytelling and how he's helped translate that into the beautiful branding that Okai has. And of course, he shares his advice to aspiring food entrepreneurs. This is an awesome episode packed with tons of information, and I think you're going to love it. But before we jump into the interview, I want to give a little PSA. In one of my previous episodes, I talked about the podcast recently celebrating one year. Um, So we kind of had a down low one year anniversary. And I want to do a little bit of a celebration. So I am inviting all the listeners of the Better Food Stories podcast to participate in a little contest to celebrate the one year and show all of you listeners how much you are appreciated. Um, I love this community and I love bringing new episodes to you. So here's what you got to do. Go to our page on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and follow us on Instagram. Let me know on Instagram. Send us a DM um, that you left a review and you will be entered to win a gift card so that you can check out and purchase one of the amazing brands that has been featured on the podcast. So again, look us up on Apple Podcasts, leave your review, follow us on Instagram and DM us, 
and let us know that you left a review. The contest will be open all of December. So with the new year, I will announce on Instagram who the winner is. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Better Food Stories. I'll also put all the instructions to the contest on the show notes for this page. Now on to my interview with Jim Bailey of Okai. So um, my background, I'm not from the cannabis space. Uh, I actually tell people, uh, you know, when I entered the space, I, I used this, uh, I, I stole this line from Stephen Jobs called Think Different. And, you know, when Stephen Jobs was ousted from Apple and then came back into the computer industry, uh, you know, at that time, and I believe it was 1997, uh, he had this slogan called Think Different. And it was about the computer industry where, they were basically talking about Megs and Rams and, you know, Lenovo and IBM and Dell were trying to sell you these ugly black boxes. And then came Stephen Jobs and looked at the industry and said, I'm going to take a different approach. And he started talking about, you know, ecosystems and user experiences and then delivered this beautiful hardware, whether it was your phone or your computer to you. And I sort of took a page out of this book and looked at our industry and said, everything this industry is doing, I'm going to run the other way. Uh, because we come from the CDG background, uh, you know, traditional consumer packaged goods background. I started my career in the sporting goods business. Uh, I've had the, the, you know, the blessed to work for some great brands. I worked with Reebok at the time when they were actually challenging Nike for supremacy. So dating myself a little back in the 90s. Um, and then I went on to head up the product and marketing portfolio for Adidas. And while I was at Adidas, I was approached by a headhunter uh, to... See, I gauged my interest in this unknown, unknown brand, at the, supposedly unknown brand at the time, called Red Bull. And uh, of course, I knew Red Bull very well, working with Adidas, being over in Europe quite a bit. And I jumped at the opportunity. It was one of the most, I guess, scary and, uh, things I've ever taken on because I'm not, I wasn't from the beverage business at the time, and so the learning curve was steep. But uh, eight years there, I started as their VP of marketing, one of the first employees hired, and went on to become president of the company. And it was the best, absolute best work experience I've had. And it really allowed, set the table for what we're doing at Okai, uh, taking a lot of Red Bull's best practices and, you know, not copycatting them, but uh, taking the best of what they do and applying that to uh, Okai. And the best of what Red Bull actually does is their attention to detail. There's a, there's, you know, there's a few brands like them, like the Apples and the Nikes, but I put Red Bull up there with. Red Bull has done such a good job with creating this, like, lifestyle it's not just about what the product is and I could see how that has influenced some of you know the branding of Okai which makes it really cool and you know makes it more than than just a product right well yeah I mean you know I always tell people you know I know we live in a digital age but there's still a lot of consumers that really appreciate that analog experience you know opening up a beautiful package to, you know, touch a you know, beautiful bottle and look at it and see literature about it. You know, people still appreciate those touch points. And, you know, we try and address that. Uh, I think a lot of times we forget about those little details that, you know, put a smile on people's faces. And that's what we've tried to do with this brand. Um, so, uh, you know, we've tried to, you know, our position as a premium lifestyle brand. And uh, we make sure with every little touch point, whether we send you product and beautifully, you know, box, a laid up box with literature about it. That's what we do when we walk into even premium accounts. We want people to know that we are different from the rest of the industry. So you offer CBD infused beverages. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your current product line and how did the idea for this company, where was it born? 
I ended up joining the company as on the advisory board uh, prior to uh, Fivita, who's you know the the company, the trading name of the company on this uh, Canadian stock securities exchange. And I was on the advisory board. And at that time, uh, post going public, uh, uh, some money market managers in Toronto asked me if I'd take on a full time CEO role. And uh, I jumped at the opportunity because it was a personal experience that I had. Uh, that motivated me to want to be in this category. And I, you know, I tell, I've told the story many times. I was hit by a car while uh, cycling in Toronto. I do a lot of road cycling. And uh, I got left on the side of the road with a broken hip. And uh, through that experience uh, and knowing you know, uh, all the casualties uh, that have happened around opiates, I spent three and a half days in the hospital completely out of my mind on morphine and everything else before they could even operate on me. Uh, during that time, I decided I wanted to find alternatives to, you know, Western medicine and opiates. And that's when I started researching sort of Eastern and plant-based uh, solutions. And in Canada at the time, uh, medical marijuana was legal. So, you know, I challenged my physician uh, to, you know, is there an alternative other than opiates? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, was my passion point is like learning about it, knowing that it actually works and it's a better alternative to traditional big pharma. So, you know, I was had such a personal stake in it and knowing that it was in the CBD space and not the THC space, you know, I jumped at the opportunity because, you know, there's something cool about going to work every day, knowing that you can improve people's lives. And that's still very special to me. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the CBD space. This is an incredibly fast-growing space, uh, and we're seeing so many different, especially in the food space, CBD-infused products um, in food and beverage. Can you explain to our listeners, for anybody who is um, unfamiliar or still a little unclear, what exactly is CBD, and how does it differ um, from THC in the grand scheme of, of cannabis? Sure. So uh, our product actually comes from industrial hemp. It doesn't come from marijuana. So uh, our product, we use what we call a broad spectrum uh, CBD and uh, totally from hemp grown in Colorado and Oregon. The thing that people need to understand is CBD is the non-psychoactive version of the cannabis plant. And we we have in, in all of us what's called the endocannabinoid system. And within that system, we've got a, a CB1 and CB2 receptor. And CB1, basically, receptor focuses on your nervous system. CB2 is really controls your immune system. And to be healthy, you have to keep these in a homeostasis state. And that's what CBD does. It fires up your receptors. So your CB1, CB2. So when you hear... Um, you know, claims that certain brands make. We don't make those claims ourselves because we'll wait for the scientific evidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you hear things about anxiety and insomnia, uh, those, you know, when we did our consumer research, those were the two biggest uses for occasions for consumers. So obviously that's part of your nervous system. And then when you hear people about arthritis, uh, or sorry, uh, you know, cancer tumors, the rest of it, uh, it's that's more of your... Uh, immune system. So your CB1, CB2, taking CBD just keeps those fired up and keeps you at this, what they call an equilibrium. So in a product like Okai and like in a CBD infused water beverage, 
what type of consumer would benefit from this? Is it somebody who's working out, somebody who is looking to kind of calm themselves at the end of the day? Who do you think are the different um, target customers for this? You know, it's, that's the beauty of this product. Um, you know, it does both. So in terms of relaxation, uh, I'll give you a real-life example. I, after I was hit by a car, uh, my anxiety levels were through the roof. And my doctor at that time put me on a drug called Zoloft. And that just made me a zombie. And that's when I, the CBD I started taking to help offset, you know, this high anxiety. And I was just blown away by it. This worked immediately, and I didn't have those side effects as the Zoloft. So, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, like I said earlier, uh, we built this product: the water pre and post workout. Uh, the the teas are beautiful. You know, mid afternoon or evening drink to calm down and just relax and find that balance in your life. Uh, you know, when people ask me, the most frequent question I get asked is, how how and what do you feel when you do CBD? Because you know, typically people that have tried THC, you know, when you get that stoned effect. Where yeah. I tell people it's really about centeredness or balance. That's, what, you know, you feel, you don't feel that angst pulling you either way. When you take a CBD product, a legitimate CBD product, you feel this just centeredness. And it's hard to explain to people, but, you know, when you're, we live in a high anxiety world through social media and our news and everything else, it brings peacefulness to me personally. So you have a variety of flavors. You have the enhanced water, you have cucumber mint, watermelon, cranberry. How did you land on these initial flavors? First, we look at uh, forward-looking data. So there's uh, reports out there like Mintel report that you can use. So you start researching trend, forward-looking trends, mm-hmm. and then we sort of bring those to a formulator. We work with the formulator and uh, work with our co-packer. Uh, and CBD is not an easy product to work with uh, because it has a very earthy feel or taste to it. I don't know if you've used CBD tinctures before, but if you actually use a tincture without a flavor, you'll get a very, uh, I almost liken it to a bit of a, an oregano oil sort of, yeah. you know, to it. And a lot of the problems that, you know, uh, brands have is how do you mask that taste without having it taste so sweet? And, you know, usually how you make a, you know, the taste you get from CBD, the way to neutralize it is through sweetener. And we try to avoid all that. So that was our biggest um, brief. The biggest part of our brief to our formulator was we don't want a lot of any sugar in it. We don't want to have, a you know, this sort of uh, snapple type taste. One, you know, the teas come through and taste like real teas with a hint of flavor. And the same with our waters. We wanted that water to be that refreshing taste. And then, oh, oh, there's a mint to it. You know, it's just... It didn't, you know, it didn't start tasting like, uh, I guess, Listerine. You know, you have to be careful when you yeah. work with formulation. So there's a lot of, you know, you tweaking along the way. And, you know, it takes a, a good nose and a good mouth to get to where you want the product. And uh, I know we've landed at an amazing place. I received a note from a buyer a week ago uh, to one of our sales folks. And he was, the buyer basically said, I can't wait to get your product in. This is the best CBD product I've ever had. Uh, you know, and that was, you know, you never hear buyers talk that way about products. Usually, you know, you know, keep uh, their emotions at bay and don't really express their desire or love for your products. And this buyer was over the top, like, you know, with his uh, expressions around our brand. So that's really, you know, gratifying to hear that. 
Where are most of your customers coming from right now? How are most people finding you? So we have an online business, obviously. Uh, direct consumers, uh, you know, a priority for us. Uh, has every brand in the world today, uh, if you don't have a direct consumer play, uh, it's probably not a good mix in your overall business. So uh, direct consumer is a big part of what we do. So our high branding by our beverages and tinctures and capsules online, as well as select retailers across uh, right now, California and Colorado. Uh, as you know, and I'm, or maybe you don't know, but uh, the FDA's uh, been doing a lot of research, had a, a lot of town halls around CBD because there's an immense amount of pressure, both from consumers and you know, re the retail community for them to form a point of view on CBD infused beverage and food. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, take a step back, if you recall back to December 20th, to December 18th, that's when they passed the, the new farm bill, yeah. which basically legalized the you know, growth and transportation of hemp, industrial hemp. Well, on December 20th, everyone. Most brands thought, oh, this means we can sell CBD everywhere. Well, that's not the case. And that's when Scott Gottlieb, the commissioner of the FDA at the time, that very day stepped in and said, whoa, 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 time out. We need to form a point of view on the sale of adulterated products. And since then, they've you know, had many town halls. And I'm really encouraged that they want to participate in the discussion because we'll get a lot of these um, you know, short-term players out there that are capitalizing on the hype of CBD. Mm -hmm. And having the FDA you know, scrutinize products that are going to the market, I welcome that. Because the number one thing, the first page of every presentation we talk about is our testing protocols and our QAQC protocols. Uh, we are, you know, we take it very seriously and you know, we have the same protocols as any big brand has. Not, you know, we haven't taken the same protocols that cannabis space has. We've actually used traditional food and beverage testing facilities to validate our products. That's great. And that actually brought up another question. You know, with with so many different brands in the space right now, what would your advice to consumers be when they are looking for um, a CBD infused product? like Okai or in the food and beverage space, what is there anything in particular they should be looking for as far as labels go to make sure that, um, you know, it is safe and, and legitimate? Yeah. So what, I, what I'm encouraged by at the state level, and, uh, you know, there's certain states that are actually moving ahead of the FDA. So California being one, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, they've introduced a bill called Bill AB228 uh, that will legalize the sale of CBD-infused food and beverage in the state of California. That bill was introduced in January. Uh, it's basically on the one-yard line now, uh, almost ready to pass. So we're really excited about uh, states taking it in their own hands. But you know, from a consumer standpoint, and what we're seeing at the state level uh, that I love is the transparency that we're looking for. So in a lot of states, have asked on the labeling that we actually put a QR code. And then within that QR code, it could involve everything from the source of the hemp, where it was growing, mm -hmm. to uh, your COAs to make sure that, you know, we get full visibility, to even our testing protocols. So we can actually put within that QR code and say, we tested this product six months ago, and it still has 20 milligrams of CBD in it. And that's the oversight that I really welcome, because we know there's a lot of overstatements being made by certain brands and companies out there, and we refuse to play that game. My advice to consumers is research, research, and research. Uh, don't, you know, I've seen a ton of uh, misleading 
uh, products in the market. In fact, if you go on Amazon, for instance, uh, you'll see all sorts of things, you know, hemp seed oil and everything, liken it to CBD. We know right now Amazon does not sell CBD online. Yeah. So anything that the consumer sells is like buyer beware and yeah. do your research. Fantastic. Now that's great advice. I want to go back to um, talk a little bit about your career before um, being involved in Okai. You talked a little bit about, um, you know, you working with Adidas and Red Bull at the beginning of our conversation. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, your career path and was, you know, running a major brand like this something that you always kind of hoped for growing up? Um, I've always been ambitious. There's no doubt about that. You know, from the day I joined even Red Bull as VP of marketing and worked my way up to president. I had my goals set on that. I think anybody that has ambition and, and driven in business does. Uh, so, you know, running a publicly traded company for the first time uh, was obviously interesting to me, but I didn't, I, I looked at it completely differently. I looked at it as, you know, uh, at this point in my career, doing something that gives back to people was a big priority for me. Uh, it wasn't about making money. It wasn't about, you know, how many shares I was given. Uh, it was really about, doing what's right and being able to give back in some way, shape or form. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Love that. A lot of people that listen um, to this podcast are either interested in, in discovering new products in the food and beverage space, or they're actually uh, food and beverage entrepreneurs, you know, small business owners themselves. Um, as someone who has been in the beverage space and who has a lot of, career experience and insight what do you think are the most exciting and challenges of being a food entrepreneur today and do you have any insight or advice to somebody with a small food or beverage business well the first thing the first advice i'll give is exercise a lot a lot because this industry is not for the the faint of heart (laughs) every day is every day is a new experience especially within the you know the cannabis space it's such a fast-moving industry like i thought you know the red bulls of the world and the energy drink was a fast-moving industry but uh you know this industry makes everyone else look like they're standing still it changes literally weekly yeah Uh, so my advice is i tell people it's about patience you know, this, this notion that you know, product hits the shelf and becomes an overnight success is a massive fallacy. And it's all about, you know, being realistic. And, you know, it's one win at a time. Uh, and it's never, for me, it's never compromised. The minute you start to compromise because you look at competitive set because, oh, they're cheaper, uh, you have to have a long-term vision. Uh, and when you have a long-term vision, you, you know, you sort of drowned out the distractions. And I was asked a question once about, you know, uh, business people I admire. And, you know, I named a few names. And one was obviously Dietrich Mateschitz, who founded Red Bull. Uh, the other was a guy like Jeff Bezos. And the other guy was Steve Jobs. And they asked me, what is the, the character trait that they all share? And I said, they have this ability to look long-term Drowned out the noise of all the naysayers and just be focused. So, you know, if I was giving any entrepreneur any advice, just stay focused, uh, you know, do things with passion, listen to, you know, advice from others. Don't just think you, you need to do it on your own. I think uh, the more people you can surround yourself with, the more successful you'll be. Uh, people that think they have to be a long ranger and do it on their own, 
they're doomed to fail. I want to thank you again for, for joining me and talking about this brand and the CBD space. I think it's going to be a really great conversation to share with our listeners. Before we wrap up, I always do some sort of off-topic, uh, rapid-fire style questions with my guests. Would you be up for that? Okay, I'll go for it. All right. Okay, so number one is what is the last movie or TV show that you watched? Oh, I can answer that one. Uh, I watched the final season of Veep. Number two, if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Oh, boy. I love anything fruit and vegetables. So I, I love you know raw fruit and vegetables. And then from there, I'd probably go sushi and then Thai food. Awesome. Number three, what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Italy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'll, uh, uh, it's a bit of a toss-up for two different reasons. Italy and Greece. But I think Italy would take it just overall because of food and landscape and everything else and people are beautiful and yeah Italy would be the place. Awesome. Do you have a favorite city in Italy? It's hard to pick one. The, the, yeah, the, the diversity of that country like I'm actually going cycling in, uh, in Italy in the middle of September in the, in the north in the mountains so I mean the, the diversity of the food the people is just amazing. You can travel from the north down to the south and the cuisine is so diverse. The wines are so diverse. It's like little micro, you know, communities within one country. Yeah. So Italy would be probably it. I think that's a good one. Number four, what is one thing most people would never guess about you? I'm shy. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is surprising. Yeah, it's, it's odd. You typically don't hear business leaders talk about that. You know, you're, you're, the perception is you're supposed to be this always-on guy. But uh, on my downtime and, I'm, you know, I'm in with new people, I'm a, I'm a shy person. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, where can people learn more about you and the Okai brand? Uh, you can go to our website, www w.feelokai.com uh, you'll you know, learn a lot about our products, you'll also learn to where to buy if you're looking for our products and you can go and purchase it directly online. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit audreagreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram.